Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Good evening to all my good eggs out there. Welcome to Alex McCarthy's Wrestling Day. Yes, it is mine again tonight. Louis Dangor has been shifted for one night only until him and uh, Denise Salcedo come and tear it up tomorrow night. But tonight, you have got myself, you have got the wonderful Steph Chase after another wonderful night of wrestling action. And man, what a night of action it was. So first of all, thank you very much for joining us once again. I appreciate all of the well wishes you have sent me and my family over the past couple of days. Very much appreciated. As you can see, I'm in a hotel room at the moment. Uh, so I'm not actually at home because I'm traveling to Abu Dhabi tomorrow. I'm going to go cover Conor McGregor's fight and all of that good stuff. Ooh. I know, but the oh. relate rela- from some hotel internet, which was not uh, conducive, is the right word. And, <laughs> yeah. and nor, is, nor is the lighting in this room either. It's horrendous. So um, anyway, thank you for bearing with us, guys. Uh, thank you very much. Without further ado, though, hey, Steph. Hey. Hey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You might be, you're in a hotel room. I have only just got back to London about three hours ago, and I'm in an apartment that tomorrow I'm moving out of. So I'm in chaos, Ooh. basically. <laughs> Absolute <Fine>. chaos. <laughs> Final night. The, the dream Final is over. Night. Uh, but alas, you're moving to a new a new palace. <laughs> we'll I am a much better palace. So yeah, I'm, I'm not even in my normal setup either. So we're we're both we're both dealing with different circumstances today. Yes, indeed we are. But we were both lucky enough to watch some wrestling last night, and I've got to tell you, yeah. it was a good night of wrestling again. Um, I again, I know we're going to get into it, and we're going to touch on both shows. But, I mean, I feel like we have to – I say this every time. We've got to start with AEW because um, the, end, the ending to that show was, of course, tremendous. And don't get me wrong, NXT had a couple of matches that I adored last night. But, uh, again, that closing angle for AEW, that's just the stuff that gets me excited, Steph. Do you know what I mean? Like, that yeah. stuff the, – the old – the cliffhangers, the old twists and turns that you're just like, oh, man, that's good stuff. And, uh, yeah. yeah, talk to me about the Bullet Club – I don't want to say the name in case New Japan come after me. Talk to me about <laughs> about uh, her, the gang reforming. That was one of the 
best ends to a wrestling show I have seen in such a long time. It's just, yeah, the twists and turns didn't stop. I was almost felt sorry for NXT going up against that because it was so major. And I feel like ever since, you know, Kenny started with Don Callis, we've been, you know, you know, wondering what he's going to do. Then he went to Impact and he got Gallows and Anderson and we've been waiting for them to turn up. And just the way they turned up last night was just amazing. And that would have been enough on its own. But then to actually have the Young Bucks come out and throw up the two sweet. Wow. I, I just, I can't even like fathom where it might be going, like what what they're actually doing and who else could get added to this. It's, it, it is, it's what I watch wrestling for. Absolutely is. I spoke to Don Callis about an hour and a half ago, uh, old, old Don. And don't get me wrong, his interviews are strictly in Don Callis. Uh, he, yeah. is, he is nothing more, nothing less. Um, but it was very interesting. I asked him, could we get Kota Ibushi and Kenny Omega? Um, you know, I asked mm-hmm. him about WWE saying they're open for business. And I was asking how last night came together so i will have that for everyone tomorrow or you can listen to it on monday on my show but it was very exciting um and i just love how it's all coming together at the moment and of course half to kill steph is only a couple of weeks away now yeah you know what i mean like we're on the home straight where and i feel like that's going to take the story up another notch oh yeah absolutely especially now you know we've been talking so much about what they could do tag team wise with this impact relationship and seeing the young bucks kind of being all in with kenny and gallows and anderson gives you more of the feeling that we might see them on impact soon it's just so many possibilities are open now i know i know when i was um saying to don earlier about like potential matches and that and he was like you know, uh, he, he called me an ant, I think. <laughs> he was like, <laughs> you know, you're, you're like, a, you're down in this little glass house as an ant running around. Uh, he goes, you know, and I'm up here and I'm looking down on you ants. You don't know any better. You think you're playing outside. I was like, okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, all right then, if you say so. Um, so I think what he's trying to say is though, that him and Kenny have got bigger, grander plans than just dream matches mm. per se. Uh, and I think at the moment, the way this has come along, because you got to remember when the, we got the first tickle of it, which was Moxley right being dethroned. Yeah, we're all like, "Oh my god!" Like, where is it going? And I really feel like right now it's it's moving at a, a really nice, uh, interesting mm-hmm. pace where it's mm-hmm. not like too much, but they're keeping it up. And it, uh, you know, I I, yeah. I really like what they're doing. I really like the piercing of it as well. Um, you know, we didn't. We've had not much from Kenny in the past two three weeks, and then this to happen they they've just pierced out so well they they didn't like uh give us everything all at once it was just all little bits it even took kenny you know about two weeks to actually get in impact properly get off his bus and now uh, it's just so well it well pierced and it just and then the young bucks thing kind of in a way it feels like out of nowhere in the best possible way because we you know we had that weird period where the young bucks were maybe heels and it was a little bit confusing mm. and then they were just like no that was we were just trying that way we're maybe faces but now like this has happened there's so much else to think about like i was thinking this morning like how does hangman page feel about this there's there's a lot cody as well like there's a yeah there, there is a lot going on there you know what and we're glossing over the fact that omega and phoenix had a mm-hmm. very very good match very good main event yeah 
they had maybe one of the best uh, dynamite matches that, that we've seen in, in the history of the show. It was incredible. They both just went all out there. And Phoenix, you know, he's potential single superstar for sure. Oh, absolutely. He really is. I've seen, you know, and I know this is like the popular connotation for any master wrestler, but everyone being like, you know, he could be the next Rey Mysterio, but he really could. Do you know he what I mean? Really he really yeah. could. Yeah, he's got it in ring, but he's he's got a charisma as well, and yeah, and he and he just seems so cool. Like when he came out last night in his denim jacket with his face on the back, he just seems so cool as well. <laughs> I, I don't want to like skip around too much here, but is this the first time you've been on since Wrestle Kingdom? Yes. Right. Okay. Yes. I mean, full transparency. Obviously, as I said, I was busy with the family, and I'm away now in the hotel. I'm going to watch it tonight. So I'm going to uh, get to the match. I know Ibushi and White. Obviously, I know what happens. But um, mm -hmm. I've seen what you and SB3 have told me what I should watch in what order. So that's how I'm going to do it. I'm going to pick out like the top three or four matches that I want to check out. Um, so I'm excited for that. But just, I guess, just give us your thoughts on uh, what we saw transpire there. Because uh, my my man, the, the body god himself, Koto Ibushi, is uh is the champ and we all thought there was a big swerve of jay white and now we don't really know what's happening with jay white yeah that wrestle kingdom main event Kota and jay white i thought it was absolutely incredible it, it's such a a gripping match and Kota was Kota was great and he's always great but jay delivered like the performance of a lifetime in that match he he put so much into it and there was all he was playing this great heel who just got more and more like desperate and unhinged as it went on and um and the ending was fantastic and then yeah he after the match delivers one hell of an incredible promo like one that i would list among the best promos i've ever ever seen um which is you know where he basically he is so frustrated and upset at his loss and how he's tried everything and it hasn't worked and he was just a broken man and he did some incredible acting and was like, you know, just wanted to be Jamie now and basically said that he would turn up at New Year's Dash because it was in his contract and but he was done. And then he did turn up at New Year's Dash and at the pinfall. Clean. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, everyone's wondering like, well, you know, especially me, like what, you know, what's he doing? Is this an angle? Is he really done with New Japan? And, well, and what's your best guess? Because for me, like it, the, the way they've booked it is like traditional, you know, as if he was on his way out. But I think there's, uh -huh. a, there's a part of me that's like, but they're smart and they probably want us to think that. So you don't, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like they've done it. Yeah. So it's how good his first promo was and like just the content of it makes me think that maybe it is kind of a work and he actually is staying. I, I, I could be wrong, but... I, I think it's a work and I think he's staying. I think he's... Um, I was very surprised at New Year's Dash. Like, no, nothing happened in New Year's Dash, like, let's be honest. And um, I was surprised because especially when he had that... Um... <laughs> <laughs> confirmed. Okay, that's my favourite comment so far. That's my favourite comment so far. <laughs> Breaking. I do have my uh, Switchblade T-shirt on, so yeah, no, I'm ready that, for. I'm ready for him. For those uh, listening on podcast, that would be up to. And Avondale saying that Jay White, his next move is moving in with Steph. 
Silk has been keeping this from us on the rest of the daily, withholding this breaking news. Uh, well, you know, once he um, moves in with me, um, I will absolutely let him go back to Japan because, yes, that is <laughs> where I think he's staying in Japan. Um, I think it's a work, and I think that when we see him again, whatever that is, and I mean that in booking perspective and whatever is going on in Japan with, with our recent um, lockdown, uh, I think that it's the end of him and Bullet Club. I think that they um, are going to turn on him or he's just going to not want to be part of the group anymore and just focus on himself and will probably turn into babyface because... You know, he was up against Kota Ibushi at the main event in Wrestle Kingdom, and then the crowd, like, they seemed to be more sympathetic to him. And then, especially in years dash, they were treating him like, like they had real, real like sympathy for him after that promo he cut. There was a lot of oh, you know, you know. But you know, I'm very excited, and he he is not going to WWE for anyone that thinks that like that would be the biggest mistake. Uh, he could possibly make and I'm confident that he has the sense not to do that mm. uh, let, let's circle back to AEW then I've got a few things I want to talk about from that show first of all um, we were talking about how we like the pacing and how this Bullet Club story and Don Callis has all come together do you yeah. feel the same way about Sting and Darby Allen because I would yeah. like to see them do something else and just sting come out and make a save and not make a save. No, I love it. I love ah. it. Actually, Louis was asking me this this last night on Twitter as well. He was kind of saying, but yeah, uh, don't they just do the same thing every week? No, they don't. <laughs> um, well, they do, but you know, with like <laughs> different different little looks, and I I just love it. I I want it like this. I I almost to me it gives me the impression that they're like figuring it out themselves like sting and and darby don't quite well darby doesn't quite know what sting is sting's intentions are in the same way that we don't like i i find it very intriguing and what will the relationship with them turn out to be could it be i was almost thinking last night could we be in like a great expectation situation where sting turns out to be uh darby's anonymous benefactor all these years and we get like the backstory of, of Darby and how he got into wrestling and how he was helped by some anonymous guardian angel and in the end Sting reveals himself to be him or maybe he's mm. just his dad I don't know but <laughs> I, I like it I I like it I I like just you know two guys in makeup looking at each other intently <laughs> while, while snow falls I mean it's a beautiful sight it's beautiful. I mean, it's, I'm hard-pressed to argue with that. I am. Um, what I will say is um, I do like the withholding some being cool. I, I like it that it hasn't happened. Do you know what I mean? Like, too quick. And people are like, is yeah. it going to happen? When's it going to happen? I do like that. Um, I guess I would just like a little bit um, different ways to get there. Uh, but mm -hmm. there we go. That's not as if to say I'm not enjoying Sting. Um, I don't know if anyone saw my Twitter today, but for some obscure reason somebody like i don't want to say attacked me they just jumped in my dms and they were like they're like goldberg's better than sting uh he's he's a better wrestler than sting and uh he's a bigger star than sting i was like um where's this come from <laughs> like, what? who's making this comparison like what are you talking about um i mean for the record 
he's not a better wrestler than Sting, and he never has been. He never will be. And any no. any any time in the existence of Earth, will Goldberg be a better worker or wrestler than Sting? Um, was he a bigger star? Yeah, yeah, sure. You can make the argument. I'm sure there are arguments out there for who. Bigger star was, for a shorter period. That's what I'm saying. I'm sure in his like what 98, that was like his apex. I'm sure the arguments mm-hmm. to be made. Um, but is he a better wrestler? Get out of my DMs. Um, what else was I going to move on? The uh, the dog splash. Can we talk about <laughs> Snoop Dogg hitting that dog splash? It literally, it, he went foot first. That's what he did. Um, yeah. yeah. Let's talk about that moment. I was so scared he was going to fall backwards when he climbed on top. He looked That's terrified. Looked like. He looked absolutely terrified. He was like, "That's not the kind of like high that Snoop Dogg likes to get, is it?" You know, <laughs> climbing up on a top turnbuckle. Um, <laughs> but it was a it, it was a great a great moment, and Snoop Dogg was so gen genuinely happy and enthusiastic to be on Dynamite. It was just really great to watch um his genuine joy you know he did his whole bit with cody he did his little splash and then he was like straight up hugging jericho at the commentary booth and it was just it was just so natural i was watching it going you know if he was um showing this kind of genuine excitement on, on wwe like imagine if he went and tried to hug michael cole like vince would be in michael cole's ear being like what is he doing what Don't is he him. doing <laughs> he's ruining it and it was just like lovely just to see someone have that that great reaction he was you know everything snoop dogg's done in his life and his career and having a little jump off the top turnbuckle of an aw ring just really really made him happy i really enjoyed the commentary um before and after this so Jer- jericho was, was, <laughs> he's, he's great anyway but he was like he's not yeah. at all he doesn't need to be on the top rope and then um <laughs> <laughs> when, he, when he landed it, Excalibur and Jericho were like, oh! <laughs> oh, oh, uh, and they were like, I'm not sure what he was doing, but yeah, they loved it. They was so good. Yeah, um, it was great. It was one of them where like it was better that he mucked it up. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It was better oh, yeah. than if he actually nailed it. Um, yeah. But yeah. Anyway, uh, is there anything else you'd like to touch on? AW. I know we opened up with um, the the tag match that had SCU, and that seems to be a story that's developing with the Young Bucks. Mm-hmm. Seems to be pointing to that the Young Bucks are going to be the ones to break up SCU, I guess. Um, yeah, because, you know, it has to lead to a title match, doesn't it? Um, I can't see those belts being taken off the Young Bucks, so yeah, that might be how we see the end of SCU, but I hope we have a long while to wait before that, because I'm really enjoying them. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com.
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. What did you think of Abaddon and Sheeda? Um... (laughs) It's not for me. I'll be honest, it's not for me. Um... It's really not, you know. Uh, my favourite TV show ever is Buffy the Vampire Slayer and I prefer to see my vampires on that show rather than on wrestling. Um, I'm not into the neck biting and the, you know, it's like, it was just too much for me and she did all that and she lost anyway. You know, and she was going from biting necks to putting on wrestling holds. It, it, it was, the character doesn't work for me and you know what, it can't work for me because you know how hard I am on, on The Fiend and how much I, I hate him. And I, I don't think that I can give this one a pass either. It's, you know, it's not, it's, not, it's not offensive to the level of The Fiend. It's not anywhere near as bad. But I just, I just don't like it. It's not yeah. for me. Sorry. She's very talented, though. Yeah, like, I, I can, I mean, I, like, I can stomach a different gimmick, I think. But to, to me, this just didn't do it. Like, you know, I, I, like you just said, Abaddon is, when she's working, I like it, I dig it. I mean, it's yeah. just, just weird, the whole, like, inviting, like, they allowed. Uh, anyway, it's just a bit strange, and I don't know what they'll what the end game would be with Abaddon, like, in mm-hmm. the incarnation anyway. Also, a bit of a waste of Sheeda. You know, like she's fully capable of wrestling incredible matches, as we've seen. And it's kind of just a bit like, eh. I mean, I don't want to crap on it too much, but it's probably, it was probably my least favorite of the show. Yeah, me too. I mean, I wasn't like, it didn't offend me, make me angry, or take anything away from the show. It just wasn't for me. Yeah. And then conversely, like when you look at what Ripley and Gonzalez did, do you know what I mean? Like that, that, yeah. that I just think there's, there still is that. If NXT has anything on AEW, it still is the women. Like, I, yeah, I, I, I think it's undeniable. Yeah, it, it absolutely is. And those two had a great match. And, yeah, it, uh, NXT continues to, to be stronger on the women. Uh, X from the Mad says, wait, you, what? You hate The Fiend? Uh, you obviously are a first-time tuning in her, uh, or have not caught Steph before. She is not Hello. Only- Yes. Nice to meet you. <laughs> she is not overly fond of the fiend. Steph, do you want to give him a brief reason why? Um, yeah, I think he's uh 
terrible to the point where he has the potential to ruin wrestling forever. Um, I think it's a, an awful, self-indulgent character that has no place within the WWE. I think he uh, ruins every superstar he comes in contact with. I think his match with John Cena at WrestleMania was one of the biggest abominations ever put on on a wrestling show. And... Um, yeah, and uh, is he still on fire or is he back? Who knows? Oh, okay. Uh, well, I hope he is a pile of dust somewhere never to be seen again. Where's the fan? Where is it? Where is that? Where fan? is the fan? It's way too hot. Oh, um, can I just ask do you, do you? Did you like Bray Wyatt prior to the feed? Yeah. I loved the Wyatt family, the original Wyatt family. Um, I loved Bray Wyatt. I was the when Bray Wyatt wrestled John Cena for the first time. I I was watching that match in a bar in London, screaming my head off for Bray Wyatt and nearly in tears when he lost. So yeah, I was a huge fan of Bray Wyatt um, until this. <laughs> <laughs> until where we are now uh right let's have a look before we move on to nxt uh at some ultra chats that uh, i should really have asked you all to get in touch with at the beginning of the show you know how to do it of course you send in your messages and questions at wrestletalk.com forward slash wrestle two uh the lovely moderators will then give us the goods and we will talk about them on the show and what i will do at the end of the show as well because i liked it so much with louis the other day I'll let you do a bit of a Q&A and we'll open that up to just the regular comments um, after we're done with the Ultra Chats and the reviewing of the shows. Uh, just so you can get to know, you can ask me anything, but you can get to know Steph a little bit better too. Ask her some different questions and we will get them up on screen and let Steph tackle them. Um, I'll get ooh. With, yeah, ooh. But, uh, before <laughs> I do get to uh, the Ultra Chats, uh, which is me actually looking for the Ultra Chat doc, which I now have. Um, NXT, of course, they you know we had New Year's Dash, New Year's Evil, so you know how this goes. Um, it felt like... You know how I usually say, oh, uh, Dynamite was better, but NXT had the better matches. Yeah. I, do, I do feel like NXT... Well, match. I do feel like NXT had two really, really good matches... But I, I'm reluctant to say they were better than Kenny and Phoenix. Do you know what I mean? I feel like you couldn't say that, but they were different also. Uh, for me, it's like a no contest. The Kenny and Phoenix match wasn't beaten by anything on NXT. But NXT did have two good, solid matches. Mm. I, I liked, uh, for, for those who aren't aware, it's Carlo Riley and Finn Balor delivered again. Yeah. I, I feel like Finn Balor... I was convinced that he was just going to hold it until Karrion Cross was back, but he's hitting his stride, in my opinion, Steph. He looks great as as this ultra-aggressive yeah. demon, uh, like, not demon, but ultra-aggressive prince. Yeah, don't call him the demon. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, he he looked fantastic. He's really, he's so um, invigorated in this NXT run, and I think talking about Karrion Cross, I know he was victorious, but to me, he didn't look great he didn't look like he's ready to hold the top spot and reclaim that belt mm, i mean i think everyone knows my thoughts on um carrying cross i'm not sold on him as a top top uh maybe that's wrong I, I just don't i'm not sold on his character that's probably offensive to him i'm not saying he's not good i just don't like the way they're portraying him as like this i think he's nine and oh in nxt at the yeah. moment 
And it's like, I'm okay. not sold on it. Yeah. Like, why? Why? Mm. Why isn't Bronson Reed 9-0? You know, to me, that's more believable. Yeah. I mean, and this is the thing, like, you know, just going back to the matches and like, like uh, Baller and O'Reilly, I knew would tear it up. Uh, yeah. Obviously, Raquel and Rhea, real life, really good friends. You knew they would tear it up. And being the, the last woman standing, or I believe that's what it was, that obviously was a stipulation I think they utilised very well. But coming up against, yeah, Phoenix and Kenny, I, I just think that was... You Normally, I, I, I kind of go, oh, here's an asterisk. He can this away from this week. I just feel like AW are the ones who get the W in, uh, in that regard this week. Um, yeah. Have you got any counters to that, Steph? Do <laughs> I have a counter to say that NXT was better than AEW? Oh, no, I said AEW was better. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, AEW was better, yes. There we go, <laughs> then. There we go. Uh, is there anything you particularly want to touch on on NXT before we moved on to some Ultra Chats? Because we do have some news from NXT to touch on after that, which I feel like is pretty crucial at the moment. Um I mean, the only thing I think I would like to say is 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 just echoing the point you made. I thought Damien Priest tried um, with Karrion yeah. Cross, but I don't think they had great chemistry. Uh, and the way he picked up their first loss, I don't know. Um, they, they were kind of entertaining to me in what they did, but uh, again, I'm not overly attached to them at the moment. I don't know if that's fair to say or not. Yeah, I feel the same. I, I feel it's like Forrest Show in general. Um, I, I don't think I would have put Cross and Priest on as the opener. I think I, um, uh, I would have put the next match on um, Escobar's match in, instead to open the show to give it a bit more energy. Because I'm not sure it's those are the two that really bring much energy to, you know, to open a show that's going up against Dynamite. But yeah, the, the main event was really good, though. A really solid match and, and the women as well. And that's what NXT can do. Like I do feel like they're kind of getting their ducks in a row and we're starting to, you know, like Raquel Gonzalez is emerging as a contender for Io Shirayan and stuff like that. So I do feel like they're heading in the right direction. But it, it, this is always a thing with NXT. They have to, there's like cycles that go along there. Yeah. Um, what I will say is, speaking of those cycles, good segue here, uh, mm-hmm. Rhea Ripley, PW Insider are saying that Rhea Ripley and Damian Priest are main roster bound. Now the story going around is that Damian Priest was originally going to debut as Kevin Owens' friend. Yep. Kevin Owens, how? Not, not Damian Priest, the like six foot six great wrestler, just <laughs> Kevin Owens' friend. And, and Kevin back. Owens goes through friends pretty quickly. Yes, exactly. Like, how would you ever explain that in one episode? Oh, this is one friend I have always kept. Um <laughs> Uh, so anyway, he was going to debut with Kevin Owens and they were going to tag against Jay and Roman. And it turns out Roman and Kevin Owens said, this doesn't make a lot of sense. And they managed to get the big man to cancel it. So it seems like they still have plans to push up Priest. The way he lost on New Year's um, Evil, I can buy it. I can see it happening. Um, but I'm worried for him. I'm not convinced on the main roster they would have a plan uh, they, well, in fact, I know they don't, if that's what their best effort was going to be. Um, <laughs> Kevin Owens' friend. God damn it. Um, if that was it, cool. But Rhea Ripley, I would have more faith. I feel like she probably is ready for that move now. She'd be a good shot in the arm for Raw. 
presumably that's where she'd go to pick up things with Charlotte at some stage. I don't know when. Um, what do you think, Seth? Well, yeah, I certainly don't have any faith in them doing anything for Damien Priest if their f- first idea was to bring up this tall, long-haired rock star guy and have him just appear and say, hey, I'm I'm Kev's mate. Like, that's just... Now no. pull him up! Now pull him up! <laughs> Um, yeah, but I, I can see why they would want um, Priest on the main roster. He is like a main roster guy, as we say. He he is the type that would draw Vince's attention. So I, I see that. But also good for Kevin Owens for standing up for himself and saying, this is a silly idea. I wish more people would do that. Like, good for him. Um, but Rhea, you know, I've been saying for a while that Rhea's time in NXT really feels to be done uh, it really feels like she's just on borrowed time right now and i think that bringing her to the main roster is really the only way to revive her and make people feel the same way that they did about her before she she had that match with charlotte yeah uh i, I mean i've think we've said this before what's ria 24 like she has yeah. so much to give and so much potential and so much talent um they would have to go out of their way to muck her up and I'm not saying they can't, because they haven't done great this year, but they would really have to go out of their way to, um, to spoil her on the main roster, because she has got so much going on for her. So, uh, yeah, very interested to see how that plays out. Let's get to the first Super Chats of the night. I've left you in suspense long enough. Uh, we'll start with the AEW Chats, which outnumber the WWE Chats. Uh, wow. Five to one. <laughs> All right. Uh, Matthew McCoskey. Hey, man. Good to see you again. Hey, Alex, great to see you back. Oh, there you go. Read my mind. Uh, and as always, it's great to see you, Steph. There you go. Thank you. That main event and ending segment was just amazing. Uh, that is why I love pro wrestling, Bullet Club for life. Much more to say and feeling generous. Another incoming. And he's not wrong because there is another one right here. I think it's safe to say this is doing What makes this even better is we don't know where it's going. I can't wait for what's next. There's a high chance... This leads to Impact and AEW stars joining together and they do a 10-man tag. Well, Matt, that is a very interesting idea. You would imagine that having the Bullet Club together is leading to a pay-per-view or something of that nature. I mean, I know we've got Hard to Kill, but I mean, in AEW, uh, Steph, what do, you, do you buy his, his idea of the 10-man tag? And, and do, do you have any wild theories? Well, I know last night I saw a lot of people bring up, is this a blood and guts match? Are we making a blood and guts team? Um, Which would be pretty cool. But uh, I think some kind of crossover show would be pretty awesome. It would be certainly something very unique. And, yeah, the more we see these rosters mixed with each other, the more that will make sense because the more we can make, you know, little, little rivalries and we now what we need to do is see who's kind of on the impact side you know because we there's obviously something between kenny and rich swan and we've got the motor city machine guns match but they kind of need to we need to have more people from impact kind of step up and and say that they want to they want to fight this this invasion Mm. yeah i totally agree with that and they should do as well because the good brothers have got their hardware uh, mm-hmm. Kenny, Kenny, Kenny might end up with their 
hardware. We don't know where that's going. So I agree, Matthew McCoskey. Very exciting time. I I love when I can't see where something is going in wrestling, like yeah, where I can't predict it. That's, that's the best feeling. Uh, CM Chris says, hello, Alex and Steph. Uh, give me that hand signal, please. You know what I mean. And what craziness has been going on in AEW Dynamite, right? Wonder what will happen next. And Steph, Jay White is still too sweet. Hashtag Elite Good Eggs. Hashtag Love You, Alex. Down there, brother. There you go. Too sweet. Hey, well, when I, whenever you go to a wrestling show, I don't know, um, particularly in the States, that's mm-hmm. all people do when they're drunk. They just see you and they go, yeah. Woo, yeah, too sweet. Okay, man. Um, yeah. <laughs> it, I love it, though. Uh, but yes, Sam, Chris, uh, <laughs> you certainly can have that. And also, it is crazy, man. And um, I know we were just touching on this, uh, you know, what happens next and whatnot. But I, I, I kind of feel like that's part of the of what Doris is doing at the moment. He's kind of like, I, I he, like, normally, you know, you can read into someone's promo. And I'm going to use this example because it's a bad one. Where Goldberg was like, you don't respect legends, Drew McIntyre. I know what people are going to say, that I hate Goldberg. Um, but objectively speaking... That didn't make much sense, did it? It really didn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was something you would have said to Randy Orton, who was actually going around Raw digging out legends. Yeah. That <laughs> makes sense. The same show. And instead, <laughs> we've got Drew McIntyre, who's hanging out with legends like Jimmy Hart and Hulk Hogan, and, you know, for better or worse. Yep. <laughs> and uh, being nice, he's going, you don't respect legends, so I'm here to challenge you. Like, hang on a minute, Goldberg. Um <laughs> Anyway, maybe uh, he was conf- he's he's old. Maybe he got confused and he was meant to go <laughs> talk to Randy. But I, I think uh, Don Callis is doing a masterful job of like plant. Uh, he, he's he's very subtle, but mm-hmm. he's really kind of calculated the way he's going about his promos and his work. I, I honestly think, I know people are rating Don Callis, but maybe it's a bit understated how great he is as part of this angle. Yeah, he is. He's really the brains behind it and uh, in every way I think you know on screen and, and off screen so it's great having him actually there on the mic to properly guide it you know in that way and drop the correct hints and make us all wonder about stuff and yeah no doubt uh Carol Wands is here hey Carol uh hi Alex and Stephanie AEW had a hell of a show last night bullet club back yes please more of that weekly can't get enough sorry to say now be out of the wd chats for a while due to work things ah oh, boo carol um going to miss the elite good eggs and last love you all we love you too carol i hope you had a very good new year i'm sure i can extend a virtual hotel hug your way um for all the work that you have done today. but we appreciate you yeah there you go Steph's was much closer than mine. Mine was like a bear hug. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but we appreciate you, Carol. Um, George Yamin says, in the perfect world, the Messiah and the Tribal Chief would show up to AEW and help Moxley. I mean, <laughs> Why would you want to ruin AEW like that? <laughs> hey, now, don't you speak ill of Roman Reigns on my show, Steph Chase. <laughs> Uh, that wasn't directed towards Roman Reigns. We all know who that was directed towards. I know. Um, <laughs> there you go. I, I, do you know what? I am a sucker for the Shield. I always was. Probably, but I do think all three of them are actually 
Yeah, I prefer Ben. Yeah, I think right now they've actually, for the first time, all three of them are the best they've been. I do prefer Seth as the babyface who was killing it in like 2019. That's my favorite Seth, I think. Like match quality wise, anyway. I think he works better as a face. Um, but, it's, you know, Roman and Moxley, I don't think you, anyone can deny they are as good as they've ever been right now. Yeah, absolutely. They they are. I, I think the Shield was really great at the time, but they they don't need each other. And that's not saying that other factions do, but they're all just doing so great. And the Shield, the three of them were all so different as people. Everything about them was different and they're just now able... They all seem to be, maybe not Seth, but Roman and Moxley certainly seem to be doing what they were always meant to do in wrestling. Thank God somebody listened to Roman and Heyman eventually, man, because, yeah. you know, yeah. like, Jesus, it took, it took long a while. Enough. Yeah, didn't it? <laughs> uh, oh, dear. Here we go. Uh, Mayor of Painesville, Dan, Steph's arch nemesis. Hello, Alex. <laughs> Welcome back. Thank you, brother. Hello, Steph. Uh, wasn't this NXT like the best episode ever? Dexter Loomis is the greatest host of any show ever. Well, you're talking, I'm a better host than Dexter Loomis. Don't you say those things. Um, did you see the red jacket? Incredible, he says. I am glad they keep crossing Balor hot for Loomis to beat them. Hashtag Dex Express. I don't know where to start with that, Steph. Uh, at least we didn't have to see him have a match. Posit- that's positive. Yeah, sure. I mean... Yep. Do yeah, you, do you uh, maybe you prefer him as the host, Steph? That's the best, his best suit. Yeah, um, I think I would rather he hung up the wrestling boots and maybe moved into hosting. And if that doesn't work out, just full full retirement would work. I think for for sure that would, <laughs> you know, uh, maybe just go back to doing his art in his apartment. And yeah, that would be that would be great. And live out his days, sure. Um, yeah. Jamand, come on, man. Don't try and goad me like Troll. this. Come on, brother. <laughs> you got to be more subtle than that. of hot takes in the chamber Ooh. just for Steph we've got some videos here but, oh, you know I'm going to start with Greg Cherry that's what I'm going to do he's been on here before and I know he comes with the hot takes hey everyone Greg Cherry here with another hot take although this wasn't as much of a hot take as it is a conspiracy theory and that is this Scotty Too Hotty actually won the 2005 Royal Rumble match watch the match again he was the only one not eliminated but everybody else was thrown over the top to the floor. Discuss. Should Scotty Tuhati have main event of WrestleMania 21? No. <laughs> Obviously not. How long do you want me to discuss this? Uh, I mean, you might have a point. I mean, I, I mean, technically, do you remember when The Rock won the 2000 Rumble? And mm-hmm. and then Big Show had footage, and he was like, "Well, actually, he didn't. His feet took the floor first. And instead of going, "Oh, actually, Big Show won," they went, "Oh, have a match for it." And then the Rock beat Big <laughs> Show. 
And the history books just showed that The Rock won the Rumble anyway. It's like, all right, fair enough. Yeah. Um, WWE, they made their own rules of that. Rey Mysterio was all, uh, sorry, 2005 Rumble we're talking about, right? That was Batista? I think so. It certainly wasn't Scotty Too Hotty. No. Was it? I, I, someone in the comments will tell me. I'm sure it was Batista. Anyway, um, Scotty Too Hotty, though, I will say this. There are so many people have told me about the amazing work he does at the Performance Centre. Obviously, he's a coach there and that. I'm sure, Steph, you've heard good things as yeah. well. I know, I know he gave uh, Lacey Evans her finish. That was all Scotty to his idea, the woman's right, the name, the move, everything. Um, a lot of people have spoke very, very highly about that. So, yeah, uh, I no, he wasn't ever going to main event WrestleMania. I loved him as part of Too Cool. I will say that in, like, 2000. Um, but no, I think I think Dave Dave Batista was the, the right choice, Steph. Yeah, I think Scotty Too Hardy is like the example of a really great lower to upper mid card act that we had around that time, uh, who was highly entertaining. But a WrestleMania main eventer, he was not. As a, didn't Curtis Axel never get eliminated either? Remember that? <laughs> that went yeah. on forever. That did. God damn. Not much of a payoff either. <laughs> No, I, you know, it, you know, it's staggering to think he was a Heyman guy. It actually is. Yeah. Like, like they, mm-hmm. I, I never understood. I know this is a huge segue. I'm sorry, uh, or tangent, I should say. Why didn't they just call him like Miss, like not Mister Perfect Son, but why don't you just yeah. call him Joe Henning? Just call him Joe Henning. Don't overthink it. I know the Curtis Axel thing is like a homage to both of them. Don't overthink it. Like they, they tried too hard. Yeah. The problem is, like with with some people, like Charlotte, it's so shoved down your throat that she's Ric Flair's daughter, and like that's cool and, and great. But they take that to the extreme, and then you get someone like Curtis Axel, where you could watch that for years and not realize he was Mister Perfect Son. Mm. When they really could have just tried to play into that even a little bit, like a pre made gimmick there. Yeah, because he was a really good worker too. Like, I remember um, yeah. the Rock. The Rock worked out with him when he was doing his comebacks and stuff. I know I'm talking like from a mechanical perspective. There's a lot of people that respect him in the industry, so you could have easily done like like you know trying to imitate or you know elevate what his father did, or you know you could have done something. I feel like what they ended up doing just a bit of all. You know, Michael McGillicuddy. Who who gave him that name? Like I, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, that's besides the point. I'm sorry. Let's check out another video. And I think Andy Datsun, wrestling uh, wrestle talk's own Quizzlemania cheater, renowned Quizzlemania cheater, Andy Datsun. Hot take. Wrestling fans are the worst. Not all wrestling fans, but some wrestling fans are the worst. And this was proven in the last week where the wife, uh, the widow, of John Huber and Andy Huber had to take to Instagram to ask fans to stop using her husband's death as a way of creating more dissension between AEW and WWE fans. You can like more than one thing at one time. Stop using these horrible events to try and get your point across. There's no point. I like AEW. I like WWE. Some people only like one. That's fine. Get over it. It's fine to like what you like and stop taking advantage of people's misfortune. 
Yeah, I mean, I, the the first part of that's not even a hot take. It was disgusting that somebody would. Uh, so, I mean, first, the fact she had come out. I'm not going to talk about it again in depth. She had to actually debunk that Bruce Mitchell column or whatever the hell you want to call it. I'm trying not to swear. I'll get told off. Um, but the imitating of her son on Twitter as well, like. <sighs> People like Jim Ross were following it. You know, like, come on. Uh, it's just ridiculous. I, I get what he means. Like, sometimes wrestling fans, there are bad wrestling fans out there. Of course there are. I've covered multiple sports. There's bad fans everywhere. There's just bad people, unfortunately. But there are a lot of great people, too. I guess you just have to find the balance. But seeing stuff like that really is... I, I get what he means. It is pretty disheartening. Mm-hmm. Slow. Yeah. Um, I, get what he, I get what he means. Uh, but I think that we're we're in the wrestling bubble so we see it from wrestling fans but there's certainly other fandoms other sports other forms of entertainment where where people behave like this um but yeah you know there's lots of great wrestling fans and then there's lots of terrible wrestling fans that just want to you know spend their days trolling people trolling people during tragedies which is unbelievable but it happens yeah that's so weird, isn't it? Oh, I'll tell you what, Matthew McCossey says, Jordan Devlin just faced Ben Carter. God, that sounds like a good match uh, in NXT UK. Um, I haven't actually seen Jordan Devlin since he's been back. Not sure you know, about that, but the premise of them two wrestling sounds good on an ability level. I know that much. Uh, what else have we got? We've got one more video, I think, and then we'll move into a little 10-minute Q&A about that. Oh, let's, see, gosh. <laughs> let's see what Rental says. Such a hot take. I'm on fire. Alex, Stephanie, I'm telling you right now, Damian Priest, Rhea Ripley, if they get called up to the main roster, going to be a complete disaster. It's a mistake. They both need to stay in NXT for at least six more months. Calling, up, calling them up now, they're going to get fed to the wolves. They're going to get the Keith Lee treatment. They're going to look like garbage. Absolutely terrible. Don't make the call up. What do you think? Again, Steph, I can see what he's saying. Uh, Absolutely. Look, I don't have faith in anyone being called up from NXT. And then at the same time, I don't feel like you should stay in NXT forever. Um, So... It's like not good either way, but uh, Damian Priest, I would say it's too soon. Rhea, I wouldn't say it's too soon, but that oh, still doesn't make me think that she's going to have success because, you know, you know what creative's like. But Damian, I would give another six months to. Yeah, I, I, I think I agree with you, Steph. I, I do think it's time for Rhea. I do. I feel yeah. like she's faced everyone pretty much in NXT, even the women's division. She's done a lot, been the cornerstone, been the champ. It's time to move her up. There's a lot for her to do on the main roster. Damien Priest, there's a lot of different stuff you could do with him still in NXT. And I, mm-hmm. unless you have the story for him that's longer fought out than on a whim, keep him there. I think that goes for any yeah. time. Have a plan. And he was a bit of a like a slow burn because he really he's really improved. But that's recently it took him to really find himself in that character. So... Give him a few more months to get totally confident and comfortable in it. Yeah, he's been rolling on takeovers, right? Like, imagine, mm-hmm. I don't know, towards the end of this year, let's hope that fans start coming back. He could really be popular 
with people at those yeah. events and stuff you know that could be big for him so uh what i will say guys now in the comments all of you i see you right now um get your question in to steph and i we are going to finish on a q a this week you can ask us anything for the next 10 wow. minutes uh i yeah, didn't well, agree yeah. to this alex i didn't agree to this okay <laughs> yeah well, all right i mean steph steph reserves the right to fob your question off if it's terrible uh, but other than that uh, you can ask her just about anything, and we—I mean, keep it. You can keep it wrestling, but I don't know. Maybe Steph will tell you what she was playing rugby as a child. I don't know. You have to ask. <laughs> yeah, maybe you did. Maybe you did. Um, Adam Pearson says, Steph, if Angle Garza offered you a road, how would that end up for him? Well, Adam, it wouldn't end good because I would turn around <laughs> to Angel Garza and I would say, Angel. All you do is offer women roses and it never goes anywhere. So I know that, yeah, I know nothing's going to happen between us. I know next week you're going to be offering a different girl a different rose and so on and so on. You're not the Lothario you think you are, Angel Garza. No. So I would reject Rose. Well, I would take the rose probably because roses are pretty, but I'd reject really? Angel Garza. I'd, yeah, I'd reject him. You'd reject the notion of the of the rose, but you, you, would, yeah. you would take the rose. Yeah, I mean, I love Angel Garza for the record. I, I think he's great. Not sure about. I think he's great too. I'm not sure about the gimmick. No, that's <laughs> he not is about great. Not, not, sure, not sure how that's going to lead into glory, to be honest. But there you go. Um, what else have we got going? Uptown Avenue says, Steph, when you get your tattoo of Jay White's face, where will you put it? I'm guessing your shoulder blade. Good stuff. <laughs> Good stuff. Yeah, yeah, I I appreciate that. Um, but uh, no, there will be no tattoo of Jay White's face. That's uh, I'm way I'd be way more subtle than that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, something switchblade maybe. Uh, who else have we got going on here? Uh, Jaman says, should Eric Redbeard be the new leader of the Dark Order? Um. Okay, I think. No, and that doesn't mean I don't want to see him in AEW. But I think it would just be kind of an odd fit to just, you know, have the new leader as the person that was formerly Bodie Lee's. Like, you know, we all know the the real life stuff there of them being a tag team, but I just think it'd be an odd fit. And as far as what they're going to do with the Dark Order, I'd rather see it just them kept as the group they are. Maybe they just, they don't have a leader anymore but i would i wouldn't just like slot eric redbeard in there like for the sake of it you know what i mean and that's no disrespect to him because i think he should he should be an aw because he's really good yeah i mean it i agree i agree with what you're saying I, it's not that i don't want him there like, i feel there is a, there could be a space for him yeah. i just i just feel like if you do that though ah uh, it's a bit narrow, do you know what I mean? Like people will always it just is. be like, "That's what Brody did." I don't know if you want to like put him in those shoes because they're very hard shoes to be in, and they'll always be attached. So I don't know. I, my gut kind of tells me like a John Silver or someone will rise from the ashes, and I don't know if they'll ever be like a direct leader. Like I think maybe Brody, yeah. Lee, Brody Lee might always be the leader, even like now that he's not there. Do you know what I mean? Maybe. I think that uh, that they they should basically say that. Brody being their leader kind of gave them the confidence and the tools they need to be a unit that doesn't have to answer to one person, that they're all more like self-assured people from 
how they were before Brody molded them, and then they can just be a group together without one solitary figure. Uh, Alex, I was expecting you on the Monday show, so I've got to know, what was your first impression when you saw Goldberg face off against McIntyre? And what do you think will happen at the Rumble, says Injection 2K? <sighs> How long you got? Um, obviously, I don't like it. Obviously. <coughs> um, I, I, am, I have no desire to see Goldberg wrestle in 2021. Um, basically, since, I don't know, since the Lesnar match in Mania 33... Has he done anything worth anything? No. I don't think he brings any value. Uh, I get, you know, it's not that I dislike him or don't respect what he did back in the day, but it's just not for me. These these short matches <coughs> with his three moves that don't, you know, he can't even really do them half the time. It, I'm sorry, it ain't for me. It ain't. Um, again, with, with the greatest respect to Goldberg, it just ain't for me. Um, so unless Gold, unless, you know, if he beats Drew, I just think that's, horrendous i don't think he will i don't know if even wwe could be that silly but i didn't think they'd do it to the fiend and they did so i don't know is the answer i I love that the way i feel about the fiend you feel about goldberg even though they're like two completely different things but i like that you kind of put in that niceness where you might be like a little bit scared that he might beat you up one day because you're telling him how much you respect him and stuff and i i don't bother doing any of that with uh wind and rotunda (laughs) yeah i I, I don't like my my feeling is i don't blame goldberg for wrestling at this age it's not his fault yeah that Vince gives him a shitload of money to wrestle at his age. It's not his fault. I I would do it. But at the same time, it doesn't mean I have to sit here and go, it's great because the matches aren't. I'm sorry, they're not. Um, There you have it. That's just me. Um, Stefan Alex's Planets Champion, Daniel Bryan, or Yes Moomin D. Bryan? That's a really good question. Um, Oh, that is. I think Planets Champion only purely of Tartarin. I thought... That was one of the best reinventions of a character I've seen in years. Uh, Daniel Bryan. So good. Um, I mean, the F movement was obviously magical, like, at the time. Oh, but man, I I think from a character perspective, maybe it's got to be the Planets champion. I think the yeah. The yes movement. If we can, we can't really say yes character, can we? That was just like Daniel Bryan really being himself and an organic thing that took off. But as far as a Daniel Bryan creating a character, the planet Daniel Bryan is the best, the best one, the best actual character created for Daniel Bryan. He pulled off well. Remember when they released the special belt? That was amazing. It was. Uh, I think they could have ran with that a lot longer. I think he's And he had Eric Redbeard. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, actually, before mechanical spiders. Um, what about Chuhu? He says, Steph, if you had to watch one of these matches to stay alive, uh, which one would you pick? Dexter Loomis versus Cameron Grimes, blindfold match, or Fiend versus Rollins, Hell in a Cell? Okay, I'm going to pick Dexter Loomis, Cameron Grimes, oh. blindfold match. Why? Why did you pick that, Steph? Well, the answer is because I feel that's the less painful option. That's kind of just two idiots going around in a blindfold, like trying to touch each other, and it's funny and whatever. Fiend versus Seth Rollins is just two 
boring, self-indulgent guys drawing out something thinking that it's high art drama when it's actually bargain basement rubbish and it would just make me way angrier i think i could have a bit of a chuckle with dexter loomis and cameron grimes i think the fiend and seth Rollins would just put me in a bad mood what would you do <laughs> but thanks for the question sp3 yeah. <laughs> what would you do if wwe offered you to speak to fiend um oh i'd totally do it and i'd be really nice to <laughs> <laughs> i've thought about this with goldberg like if i ever get the yeah. chance to speak to him like i mean i'm in too deep now i'd have to be like I don't, I don't. I don't really like watching you wrestle, mate. And then I don't know. Watch it all burn down. Uh, I mean, if you did an interview with Goldberg and you, and it was just like totally straight, normal interview, and you were your lovely self, everyone on Twitter would be tagging Goldberg, oh, saying, yeah. "This guy hates you." <laughs> he hates you, though, Goldberg. No, I don't. Uh, yeah. I, I, I have to say though, I would if. If uh, Wyndham Matanda ever left WWE, I would love to interview him. I'd want to know everything of how he came up with all these ideas, changing characters, why he thinks things with Bray Wyatt didn't work out, original Wyatt family. I am. I would be so interested in that guy's mind. Mm. Um, I just, I don't like the theme and I don't like it being forced on us and how it... Um, interacts with the rest of the wwe universe shall yeah. we say but i'd be 100 percent up for for interviewing him if he would be completely honest and completely out of character uh what about this alex what's your best goldberg match since you've asked any other questions <laughs> then goldberg would be great um probably ziggler at um SummerSlam and the fact that i've picked that like that was nothing it was just spear and jackhammer so tells you everything you need Everything you need to know. Quick and fearless. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, Matthew Steph, can I have a virtual hug? I could really use it. Also, is there an AEW Weekly this week? Okay, virtual hug. Ah, oh, look at that. Let in and everything. <laughs> um, I'm not going to do the one this week. I'm 100% back uh, next Friday. But this weekend, there's just too much. And I don't even have really... have somewhere to set up tomorrow. I will be in a complete mess. I'll probably not even be able to find my laptop, let alone get it, have a seat to stream in. So, yeah, sorry, guys. Um, there will be one next week, but thank you to everyone that's been watching. Don't worry. It will be uh, back every week starting from next week. It's keep, it's the life happens sometimes. Life mm, happens. Keep tuning in, guys. Keep tuning in. Uh, Alex, if you had to pick one <laughs> match to stay alive, SP3 says... Which would you pick? Goldberg, Fiend, or Goldberg take? Goldberg take it easily all day. Um, even though they were both terrible car crashes, at least take it. <laughs> so there you go. Um, what else have we got going on? I'll do a couple more, and I believe we've got an ultra chat as well to get to. Um, do you think WWE should have built up Funhouse Bray White more than the Fiend? to be honest, and keep The Fiend as a final result for cinematic matches. I mean, I, I've said before, I feel like Fiend matches are a problem because the character is, like, unbeatable. So, like, you saw it with the seven. But he gets beaten. <laughs> exactly. You see, so the way they try and beat him is, is terrible. And then yeah. who they've let beat him, Goldberg, also terrible. So, um I, I think that in lies the problem that they've built a character who is somehow unbeatable and yet they need to find ways to beat him. They haven't really thought it all the way through. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I don't have a strong opinion on that because I, I mean, I don't want to see the things. So <laughs> I don't, I don't want him to be built up more. <laughs> uh, Alex, Steph, what's your take on the acclaims rap before the opening on AEW? I'll tell you what I will say: the acclaimed are the best at that gimmick that I've seen in a long, long time, and yeah. uh, the the people who bleep in AEW aren't very good at it. <laughs> <laughs> No, the people of Bleep and AW—they're always a little bit behind, aren't they? Uh, I think I think the acclaimed—they um, do well. It's a difficult one. It's a difficult gimmick getting out there and and rapping before your match, but they're doing it well, and they're still very green. Um, so hopefully, it just keeps getting better. But it's fresh and it's new. It's a fresh take on an old gimmick. Mm, it really is. Uh... Alex, how many tats do you have? Um, I mean, I actually don't know. Like, I've, I've just an arm worth. Like, you can kind of see how it runs around. Um, one? <laughs> Is it one? I don't know. It's a, one I, giant you know, one. Yeah, I, I just, I just have several like on my arm. Like, there you go. There's a four leaf clover for my Irish heritage right there. Um, so yes, I have just one arm. And that's it. I need to get my daughter on it, but obviously all this COVID stuff is... But I've got one daughter and not the other one. And... Ooh, favouritism. <laughs> she, came, she came first. I don't know what you want me to say. Um, so there you go. We'll do the last one from Adam Pearson. Uh, nope. In fact, that's not Adam Pearson. Uh, do female wrestling journalists have to prove themselves more than their male counterparts? How do you both deal with toxic fandom? Steph, obviously I will let you go first. Yeah, uh, uh, straight up. Yeah, I think they absolutely do. Um, I think female fans even have to prove themselves more than than male fans. I think things have got a little bit better, but as far as like watching wrestling, being a wrestling fan, I've been that for so so long. Um, so I remember when it was really really bad, and guys wouldn't at all like take your opinion seriously, let alone believe that you actually watched it or that you actually watched it on any level other than just wanting to watch some men in their pants um you know but that you know that's how guys would think the only reason a woman would watch wrestling um so but uh yeah i think that when you are a female wrestling journalist you do have to prove yourself a, a bit more i've had a lot of not a lot but like some guys on twitter kind of not really like come for me but kind of you know question you know, a girl doing it or um thinking that you probably only started watching it uh post like women's revolution when it was good for women and i'm like oh no honey i was there i was there when women were doing evening guy matches so. <laughs> <laughs> um but you know i have to say though my experience um with other journalists, um, male journalists has been great, you know, like they've all been really lovely and welcoming to me, you know, especially Alex. And with fans on Twitter, oh, <laughs> um, and my experiences with people on Twitter have not been that bad either. They, they are 99.9% .9 of the time very positive. Yeah, I but mean, everyone deals with crap. Yes, absolutely. I, obviously, I'm not gonna attempt to put myself in Steph's shoes she nobody can explain it better than her but uh, just from my perspective I've always 
um, I guess, gravitated and supported Steph just because I thought she was good. Like, it didn't really matter that she was a woman. Uh, and I've met her, obviously, events and seen the work that she's done, been on lots of calls together. Um, and I think if you just looked at, you know, it's obviously would never happen, but if you just took gender out of the equation and looked at who the top people were in the UK, Steph is there on her own merits. Uh, and the body of work would, would say that. So that's how Thank it should you, be, Alex. really. Well, that's how it should mm-hmm. be, isn't it? Like, the, you hope yeah, the, best, the, best, the best do the best work. Um, and toxic fandom. Oh, geez. Um, I mean, I'm generally quite a positive voice i feel on twitter i try yeah. to be um so I, I i feel like you normally get what you put out generally speaking mm-hmm. so i don't i haven't had to deal with it that much I've, i mean i've had people come for me before like i think that's just part and parcel of the work if you put out some you know reports or whatnot you know and i can sit all day and go oh yeah but i've I got all of this right and they'd be like oh but you said you know whatever yeah. you, you get that all the time um I've only ever really had a couple that really, you know, just obviously didn't like me and like proper come yeah. for me. So if for them, it's fine, right? You know, doesn't matter. You don't have to, not, not everyone has to like you, is my opinion, but I always go out of my way to be respectful and nice. So if people want to engage with you and, and be like that, then that's cool. But I do feel like it goes back to what we said earlier about wrestling fans. There are some that don't, don't have a sincere intention of being nice to you. And I always feel like you have to be, uh, like respectful of it's fine for people to disagree with me. Like if I have a take on Twitter and someone says, you know, I don't, I don't agree with that. Or that's wrong. Or I would do this. That's totally cool. I'm not going to like mute yeah. you or, blo- or block you for that. Like I've only got, I've got no, no one's muted on my Twitter. I've only got two people blocked. That's it. Yeah. I've got two people blocked as well. <laughs> and that's it. Like I, it takes yeah. a lot for me to be like, no, I've had enough of this. Like, mm-hmm. so there you go. Uh, let me go to the ultra chats to finish then. Thank you very much for that. Adam. Thank you, Adam. Insightful question. Uh, we have got a couple left here. Uh, CM Chris and it's Matty. So let's start with CM Chris. Uh, also, I got hashtag SB3 for Quizzlemania. Said on Quizzlemania last night and Tempest was on about wrestling daily team on Quizzlemania in the future. Ooh. Uh, fingers crossed. Hope this happens. And Steph's loves the club and I do love her as well. For life. Uh, <laughs> Says CM Chris. He's a very, he's, he's a, he's, I'll tell you, he's a high level ultra chatter, is CM Chris. Absolutely. We love it. Uh, Matty. Hey, Alex. Hey, Steph. Uh, been a great show today. I'm currently freezing because it's snow today. Oh, I forget. I'm freezing. Matty's in Scotland. Uh, what would you say is the loudest pop you've ever seen live? Also, is Alex's best friend winning the WWE title at the Rumble? Come on, guys, please. Um, what do you think the plans are? Um, I was led to believe by a few people that Goldberg and Reigns was the plan. And this it maybe is a late switch. So mm. not sure what, what the idea is there. But, you know, Goldberg's only got two matches a year. So what are you going to do? If you put the belt on him, he's not going to have it long, yeah. is he? Um, and if he do, or if he does, like, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so I don't know. I feel like Drew will beat him. And if, he deserves to, in my opinion. And I mean that strictly from what Drew has been doing as champion, which I think is a great job. Um, <coughs> what was the other part of that? Uh, blah, 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 blah. Loudest pop. Loudest pop. I've got a couple in mind. One of them that's surprising is when Mustache Mountain defeated uh, the Undisputed Era for the tag titles at Royal Albert Hall. 
I don't know where yeah, it was there. Yeah, That's right. Crazy, yeah. wasn't it? Right. I don't know whether it's just the way the building is like set, but the noise yeah. was like insane. Yeah, um, it was crazy. And I think, yeah, it's uh, that. That is one of them that's always been there for me. But I think I always go back to this. I was there for Edge's return at the Rumble, and I was there for the Hardy Boys' return at WrestleMania. Both of those were mental. Like people were losing their minds. So I think those are my top three. I don't know. I don't put them in order would be too hard. Steph, nothing springs out in my head i i was thinking that mustache bunny i always had that image of them like actually in the crowd as well remember yeah. when they got in there with the belts and mm. it was pretty amazing i can't think of one a pop i've heard like in a massive arena or something so sometimes those ones that are a little bit more smaller and intimate the pop almost feels even bigger mm. yeah I, I mean i've been at, um i went to blackpool one and that is uh obviously it's a tight venue but again like you just said Depending, like, because sometimes the tighter, less venue, the, like, the noise is mad. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm out, man. I miss wrestling. I miss it live. Yeah, I miss, miss it, it live. Dearly. Uh, anyway, guys, we've run on long enough here. Um, thank you very much for uh, tuning in and joining us. I know we were 10 minutes late. I sincerely apologize. My goddamn hotel. Um, but, so moving forward, Steph, of course. We'll be back here next Thursday uh, doing her usual Wednesday roundup. Until then, Steph, I know you've got a busy week moving, but do you want to tell yeah. the people where they can find you and what you're doing? Yeah, find me at Twitter, Stephanie M. Chase, YouTube, Stephanie Chase Wrestling. And I know we touched on it a little bit here, but if you want to hear my full Wrestle Kingdom thoughts, check out uh, Spotlight, the um, official podcast of the Grapple app. I recorded that straight after night two of Wrestle Kingdom, where I talk all about my thoughts on Jay White and the whole card. Excellent. I can't endorse it enough, guys. If you can, please do go support Steph and help her out. There you go. There's her Twitter and here's the YouTube. You'll be able to find that, I believe. The mods put it in the comments as well, in the description. You'll be able to find it. Um, tomorrow is Louis and Denise Salcedo. They're the B team of male and female presenters, I feel, Steph. Uh, no, they are great. I, I love Denise as well. Her work's been great lately. So please do tune in and check out those guys, 8 o'clock tomorrow. Next week, I'll be in Abu Dhabi, but I'll still be doing my show. So um, more hotel Wi-Fi everyone to deal with but i will be here next tuesday with louis then sp3 then steph normal service shall resume so until then thank you so much guys really appreciate all of your questions all of your ultra chats and we will see you next week What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.